God bless you tonight. You are on with Bishop Robert Johnson and the Real Talk Broadcast Network. Amen. We thank God for you being on with us tonight. Amen. We thank God for you who have supported us in the redemption series and what God has done in your life and what he's doing. Amen. Now we move on to the next series of teaching called Spiritual Warfare. Amen. This is a, is a critical teaching that we embark upon because it's necessary to understand that the enemy is our adversary and not our friend. Yet the enemy is not a physical being in a physical world. He is a spiritual entity sent to bring habit and division in the kingdom of God. So tonight we want you to go with us as we start spiritual warfare part one amen we are refreshed and we are excited for the last week we've taken a break um and god has truly refreshed us and we are in the position to where we want to be used by god as a kingdom citizen amen none of us has made it yet we're all striving to be a part of his kingdom god's kingdom and when the Bible declares it's in him that we move and have our being. And if I was to paraphrase, I would say it's in him that we live, move, and have our being. For we're nothing without God. Uh, my mother used to sing a song that says we would be like a ship without a sail. So tonight again, we are embarking up within and upon spiritual warfare part one. And if you are on YouTube, please hit that thumbs up button and subscribe below. It's very important that you subscribe, amen, because we want to get more individuals on YouTube, on the live channel, so they can hear the teaching that's being done here. There's no cost. There's no charge. We do it free. Make sure you visit our blog at www realtalkbishop.com www.realtalkbishop.com Amen. Trust God for what he's doing in your life and everything that's going on around you for he cannot fail. Neither is he the son of man that he must repent. Amen. God has you but we need to understand what is going on this hour with spiritual warfare. I mean, we want to give you a definition that we came upon and that we looked at. What is spiritual warfare? Spiritual warfare is just the enemy seeking to divide God's kingdom based on God's promise of redemption and Genesis 3.15. So because God promised to restore you and I back to himself, the enemy is upset. Amen. Tonight we want to use a scripture. So we're going to ask you to follow along with us. Amen. And that scripture is going to come from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 6. For though we are walking in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God 
and bringing into captivity every thought and into obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience obedience is fulfilled. I want to go back to verse 5 where it says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Um, Paul says in the book of Philippians chapter 2, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. So there the apostle says that we must have the mind of God. So Satan does not want to attack you physically, but he wants to attack your mind. And the reason that he wants to attack your mind, because if he can attack your mind, 90% of the battle takes place in the mind. So then if he attacks your mind, he separates you from your faith in God and he'll separate you from believing and trusting God. The enemy does not desire you or really care about you. But what he wants to do is detach you from your faith in God. If he can stop you from believing in God, if he can stop you from operating in God, then 90% of the battle is won. Listen, child of God, the reason he wants to bring adversary wants to bring trouble in your life is because he wants you to doubt God he does not want you to believe God because he is the father of lies whereby if he can get you out of the will of God then he can separate you from the places and the things that God has placed in your life all uh, the Bible is not about opinions child of God but it, it is based on God's word revealed to the believer whereby they are stand able to stand that's why the apostle said now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen child of God what he wants to do is separate you from your favor last year we dealt with Absalom spirit um tonight I want to run real quick and deal with the spirit of witchcraft um, sometimes we use those terminologies and we get scared and we don't want to deal with it. Amen. But there's some things within the body of Christ that we need to run reference on and that we need to research to make sure that we are in God's will. One of those things I want you to go with me real quick so you can understand where the spirit is and what it looks like. I want to give you reference. I don't want to talk from my own psychological perspective of understanding, but what I want to do is give you the word of God. For the Bible said we are built upon the word of God. So if you go with me quickly to the book of Proverbs, the sixth chapter, beginning at verse 16, I want to reference those spirits so you can know what these things are in dealing with witchcraft. And you can know that God hates these six things, these spirits. Um, he says, these six things do the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that divides wicked imaginations, feet that are swift to running to mischief, a false witness that spreadeth, speaketh lies, and that soweth discord among the brethren. The last one he says is so discord among the brethren 
I believe why he deals with it and stays there because it is the spirit of discord that breaks a harmonic or the understanding of harmony within the relationship of the body of Christ. It is the harmony of God to where we are in a perfect sound and a perfect note unto God. But what the enemy wants to do, he wants to come and bring discord. And what discord does, it changes the complexity of the harmony bringing about tension and strife whereby individuals can't sing on the same note if I could use singing where there are three parts to harmony the soprano the alto and the tenor the tenor what the enemy wants to do is make the tenor disagree with the alto breaking the harmonics of Christ uh, it is the same thing in God's church the enemy wants to sow discord uh, so he can break and divide God's church well let me help you out God nowhere in the Bible ever caused division in his own church yet he did what he would do is separate those who have caused harmonic division which will stop the body of Christ from rising and growing child of God get me it is not about people it is about spirits some individuals are operating in their flesh you can't operate in your flesh child of God when it comes to the spirit that's why the Bible says in Zechariah 4 and 6 it's not by power nor by might but it is by my spirit said the Lord uh, and then when we look at the Apostle Paul in the book of Ephesians the 6th chapter and the 10th verse he declares finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. How can you fight something which you can't see? Individuals are all running around trying to fight a physical war. Child of God, when it's done in the heavenlies, it's done in the spirit. You can't fight the devil in your flesh. You can't win in your flesh. It has to be done in the spirit. That's why the Bible says we are to be given to the word of God. That's why the Bible says in Isaiah 34 and 16, seek ye out the book of the Lord and read. Listen to what he said. None shall fail, none shall lack her mate, for my mouth have commanded and my spirit have gathered. Child of God, listen to me tonight. God does not and he won't put you on an island, but what we will do, we will deceive ourselves by the cares of this world and separate ourselves from the will of God. Am I talking to anybody tonight? Uh, I thank God for you, Apostle Green, Jason Green, for what God gave you on Thursday in the and the impartation that you spoke into our spirit and where you told me to reference those things I had never looked at tonight before. So what I want to do is share some of those things tonight with leaders so you can know how to identify uh, the enemy and his attack. Amen. I really want you to look at this tonight. Amen. Hold on one second. Let me go to the. OK, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And we tried to slow us down, but we're here now. Amen. So we thank God for you. Hold on one second. We had our place. Okay, here we go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I'll say go with this real quickly. Exposing witchcraft, spiritual warfare. How do we discern the effects of witchcraft? We must not be oblivious to the schemes of Satan, assuming that the practice of witchcraft is only among primitive people in far away places. Paul confirmed in Ephesus 6 and 12, the need for us to be proactive in our fight 
with forces of darkness. And when he says that we need to be proactive for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this darkness, of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, let us examine some of the characteristic symptoms that occur when spiritual bat when when a spiritual battle like witchcraft affects a Christian or a church. When a Christian is under an assault of witchcraft and curses, he becomes increasingly disoriented or confused. He might even become clumsy. Satan wants you to develop a cloud in your vision, thus stopping him from reaching his destiny in God. Thus the individual under attacks cannot connect with his spiritual vision. His motivation is either gone or lacking. Uh, when one is the target of curses, he will feel emotionally drained or debilitated. Thus, watch this. Thus, those who have been or an object of spiritual curses will carry a darkness, a cloud in their continents. The Satan, Satan will even tell you, you don't look good. What's wrong with you? Is there anything? The enemy knows what he's doing to you, child of God. Is there anything wrong with you? you, you something's wrong. You don't look good. What's going on? Now watch this. The back of their neck is tight. A band of oppression around their hair manifests as a headache. The person might assume he is sick, but it is not the flu. It is witchcraft. Often the curses released from witchcraft will arise a number, uh, will arose a number of inordinate fears, which will plague the mind. The theater of the individual's imagination will be targeted. At the center stage, watch this, of images will flash. The individual will be further drained by lack of deep restful sleep. The enemy knows what he's doing. And what the enemy will do is show you to say a person is oppressed or depressed because of guilt or conflict in a certain situation. Child of God, it is the spirit of witchcraft. The apostle showed me something Thursday. I came home and I began to study. I begin to understand. Watch this. When curses are aimed at a congregation and inner church relationships will experience constant problems distracting the body of Christ from its primary focus or and calling irritations levels will be high patients um, will be low people will be more likely to complain about one another gossip and bite um, backbiting will increase Proportionately, rebellion against the church leaders will seem justified and, and, and the temptation to withdraw from the fellowship will be strong. It is vital to note that anyone or, in, or all of these symptoms may be evident and the cause may not be witchcraft. However, once a certain, once we ascertain that we have we are truly fighting a spiritual enemy 
victory is near. Putting on Christ to win the battle. Tonight I want to introduce you to what we're going to be dealing with. The next 10 sessions. We're going to do 10 series in spiritual warfare. It's critical and it is a must. I need you to understand why I'm saying this. The Bible says, and it lets us to know through reference and teaching, there are three places the enemy wants to attack. And sometimes leaders, we teach these things and we don't listen to it for ourselves. He'll send anyone to attack you, especially those closest to you. Watch this. He wants to attack your mind. Why does he want to attack your mind? Because the Bible says it's with the mind that we serve the law of God. So he desires your mind. If I can pull your mind out of trusting and believing God, 90% of the battle is already won. So he wants your mind. He desires that place where God dwells. The next place he wants is your heart. Well, why your heart? The Bible says guard your heart for therein or wherein are the issues of life. So he wants your heart. Why? Because if I can get you to confess what I want you to confess, I can bring a divide within God's kingdom and God's church. And I can tear God's church up and tear it down. Listen to me, child of God. Nowhere in the Bible with the apostles did God allow anyone to tear up what he told Peter the church was founded upon the word of God. Next, what he wants to do is your mouth. Because if he can take your mouth, he can get you to confess against God and against your faith in God. That's why the Bible said death and life are in the power of God, of in, in your mouth. And whatever you confess, that becomes your reality. God said that he did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and that of a sound mind. Child of God, one of the things that's going on in the arena right now of the church is the word of God not taught correctly and the word of God misinformed. I asked you to get in God's word for yourself so you can have a relationship with God based on God's giving you revelation and understanding in his will for your life. If you are not born again, I ask you to seek God through his word. Find a church to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the baptism in with water to where God has become the instrument and the head of your life. So God can then manifest his glory in your life so you can walk in the ways of God, not the ways of this world. First, second John, first John 2, 19, it says for the weapons of this warfare are, are, are not carnal. But they're mighty through God. And then 2 John, 2, 1 John 2 and 16 says, For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Listen, child of God, we want you to trust God. And we want God to continue to bless you. We're going to do 10 series on spiritual warfare. God bless you. We love you very much. In Jesus' name, be blessed.